What's going on, everyone? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of this Realm of Existence podcast. Our purpose is to encourage you to go after all of your goals and dreams and to live your best life in this realm of existence. My name is Sharon W., and I am your host. For today's show, entitled Finding Your Voice in the Music Industry, I have the pleasure of speaking with a dope artist, Cameron Lewis, who is based in North Carolina and is actually a triple threat being a rapper, singer, and producer. So Cameron, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I've been working most of the day, but I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> so, so today, Cameron, I wanted to um, talk to you about just the music industry in general, uh, your passion for music, and really just how you got into music. So I want to start with this. So you and I, we both grew up in the era of hip hop with dope artists, like really dope artists like KRS-One, W. Fresh, mm -hmm. Tupac, Jay-Z, you know, and just groups like Shy, Jodeci, and so on. So now I understand that, um, as you've told me, that you've been involved in music in one way or another, really since you were a child, from church choirs to the school chorus, and that you were also in an R&B group in high school called Harmony. Tell me a little more about this group that you were in. Yeah, so <clears throat> there was a group called they before me they were a group. Um I think it was my junior year. Um people had heard that I can sing. So <laughs> it got around to them. And so people were like telling them, Oh, I bet you your boy can't sing better than Cameron. Like, you ever heard of Cameron? Cameron can sing, but <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even know my name was floating out there like that. So one day I actually got challenged <laughs> by one of the guys in the group. Um, to like a sing-off during lunch so we were outside and uh, of course I cooked them <laughs> then uh, so the rest of the uh, the group was like yeah we need to get him in we need to get him in the group so I got in you know um, and it just consisted of four guys well no Danny Danny Demond, Mike Quentin and Antoine so it was five of them already I made six gotcha. but um, the musician was a, our main musician was Danny and so and he was he was a church he was a pastor's son like me and i knew him i knew him before the, the group anyway but um i ended up singing with them you know we sang a wedding sang in school and you know won a talent show one first and second in a talent show oh nice. <laughs> yeah because nice. we we had one guy that actually featured us singing with him so we took first on a song that we wrote and then we took second um singing like drew hill with him or something like that Gotcha, gotcha. So now wait, so you said that that they were like, well, you can't sing better than Cameron. So like, how did they, how did people hear you? Were you just like walking around the school singing? I don't, that's what baffled me. I had oh. no idea. <laughs> I wasn't in chorus. I wasn't in none of that at the time. I wasn't in chorus or none of that. So um, I don't know if, well, we did used to have like um, during lunchtime, they had like um, people would be freestyling in the uh, gotcha. courtyard and rapping and so I might have sang a little something like oh mm, I, I don't know I still don't know to be honest I don't know how I got <laughs> discovered in my high gotcha. school so gotcha so so now okay so would you say that your involvement in music throughout your life really I guess maybe starting with your your involvement in um in harmony kind of I guess got you involved in music or or really well let me reword that that it drew you to it or would yep. you say that it was already something inside of you and it was just like a natural thing to happen? Well, it was, it was it's actually a little bit of both when I, now that I think about it and you put it that way. <clears throat> because, I, like I said, I told you I grew up singing in church, singing in the choirs and all this stuff. 
um, singing chorus, even in elementary school. But um, I never really was doing much with music until I got um, this quote unquote discovered in high school. And um, so I started singing with the group. Then I joined the course, uh, the high school course for the, my junior and senior year. And that just really took it to another level. So I was around music more on a daily basis. And then like, um, I was real close with Danny in the group. So me and him, um, I would go to his house and his dad had a recording studio there. So I used to go there and mess around a lot, um, you know, writing songs with him and just learning music from him. And so that's kind of what started it. And then my dad bought me a keyboard for my birthday. Uh, I think it was my junior year. I got a keyboard. I started making beats and it just went from there. Nice. Okay. All right. So now let's dive a little deeper. So we know that, you know, you, you, musically, you're very talented. You've been doing music for a while now. Tell mm -hmm. us more about you. Like what, what type of music do you like? Number one, like the genre and just tell us more about you in general, a little more about your uh, background. Okay. Well, as far as music that I like, um, I like jazz, like the instrumental jazz, not the electronic sounding jazz, but the, like the trios and the, quart the quartets um instrumentals i like uh i'm a hip-hop head well i ain't gonna call myself a hip-hop head i'm a lyricist head i like i like lyricists that i hear i like i don't um i didn't grow up in the culture so to speak like my dad was a preacher so like the, i wasn't getting to listen to the radio like that it was like i used to have to sneak to watch BET raps and rap city oh, wow. and, i mean mtv raps and rap city and um, I don't know how many people remember the blocks that they used to have on MTV. They had the rap block, the rock block, the alternative block. So I used to wait for the rap block to come around so I could hear, you know, Lords of the Underground. Listen, you're giving away our age with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's people, all right, though. They may not, don't be like, what? On MTV, what? <laughs> yeah, that's all good, though. The real, the real no. You know, we used to yeah, watch that's the, true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I grew up listening to that. Um, sneaking to listen to hip-hop and um it really I think real hip-hop really got into me I ain't even gonna lie when I heard um Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre that one oh, wow. two three into the four like I liked rap before but that song really had me like ooh, <laughs> like I've really that's when I really started trying to rap then I think I was in like the seventh grade and I took a uh you know how I used to record the tapes uh -huh. Oh because, gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually recorded a Snoop Dogg uh tape, the doggy style tape, but then I recorded over it myself rapping over it, and my mom heard it and was like, You better not ever in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I actually you know. have a confession. I still have that tape too. Wow. I still have doggy style. style tape. I still have wow. some I have several tapes. Look, it is what it is. My first car had a tape player, tape deck. So I still have my tapes. I'm like, listen, it might be worth money one day. You never know. True. That might be true. <laughs> but but, yeah, um, I remember, oh, wow. That's taking me back. I remember recording over your tapes. And if you, like Biggie said, you know, rock your tape till it pops, kind of <laughs> like you'd yep. be upset. <laughs> yeah. Basically, or you over record and it chew the tape all up. Now you can't record yeah, that no was more. Upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that, mm -hmm. was, that was very upsetting, but okay, cool. So now, so I first saw you on TikTok, of course, where you rap and sing over various beats, you know, some of which are produced by others, but I understand that you also produce your own beats. Yeah. And yep. yeah, I, I really, I just love your flow. I mean, honestly, I just think you're a dope lyricist. 
So, um, by the way, guys, be sure to follow Cameron on TikTok and Instagram at Clue Sound. That's C L E W S O U N D. And all of his social media information will be posted um, on the website. Um, and then I'll have uh, Cameron just repeat it at the end, just so to make sure that we have it. But you just reminded me really of like this mesh of Talib Kweli, Common, and Mostef, all of whom I absolutely love. So oh, wow. have you always been able to freestyle or is that something that you kind of learned to do? Because, I mean, you know, again, we grew up in that era where people were freestyling in the lunchroom right. <laughs> or the schoolyard yeah. or whatever. So is that something that you just knew how to do? Um, I had to definitely learn it, but I was kind of a natural because I've always kind of been a poet. So I kind of had the natural ability and then I had to hone it. Um, as far as what you see on TikTok, I guess you could say those are freestyles because I don't write them down. Like I just like a listen to a beat and just keep going over it in my head until I get it. Um, as far as like the traditional freestyle, like going off the, as they say, off the top of the dome. Right. I haven't done that in a while, but under, and I've noticed that in pressurized situations, I can do it. So um, it depends on the situation. Like right now wouldn't be the proper pressure, but like right. in front of, <laughs> for some reason, like in front of other people, you know what I'm right. saying? Like in the crowd with the music going, it's just it just turns on, I think. Um so yeah, it's a it's a gift and it's but it's it's a skill. So, so what do you think? Like it's the adrenaline behind it? Yeah, yeah. Like and then like has- yeah, and then like sometimes and then like it's the ego. I ain't gonna let the ego kick in a little bit. And it's like, okay, I can't, you know, I got to show them. I got a little something, you know, so. It gotcha, happens that gotcha. Way. Yeah. We used <laughs> oh. to, uh, when I was in the military, used to freestyle with one of my homeboys. Now we used to really go in. Like we used to, I remember one time, I think we freestyled. It was either two or three hours consecutive, like nonstop. Oh, wow. Just like kept going. Like we would go in the studio and people would see us freestyling and wouldn't even really want to battle. But we would we didn't we didn't diss people when we did battle them. We just outshined them, you know. So that was it wasn't our swag to be trying to diss anybody. It, right. We just we just outshined them with how with our with how we rap. Did y'all record any of that, or y'all just kind of did it? Unfortunately, unfortunately, no. Nah. Oh, that would have been dope to see to hear. <laughs> yeah, that that would be crazy, especially that one where we went for like three hours. That was crazy. Yeah, because you, yeah, three hours, that that's insane. <laughs> and actually, my homeboy, that's a partner of mine that, that uh-huh. used to do that with me, he's still, to this day, like, anything you hear him on, like, his uh, Spotify, Apple Music, anything he put out, even live performances, he freestyles. Like, he spent a year in Key West, Florida, and he was performing with rock artists and alternative artists, and he, like, most shows every night, he freaked, like, they tell him to come up, and he they would sing their songs, and he would just freestyle over top. Oh, wow. Like, didn't write anything. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so he could have had like a different, so he was performing like different nights. He was performing every night for like so a every, year in Key West. So he could perform like a different song really because he's not writing any of it. Right. Yeah. He's just, oh, that's dope. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, see, I don't know. That make me nervous. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's good with it. Yeah, no, that definitely takes a special skill. I used to be in awe watching like, especially the guys in New York and you know, watching them on TV when they would do freestyle. And I was like, how do they? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one thing to be able to, like, if you're arguing with somebody or whatever, just talking, just coming up with stuff. But yeah, that, that's a whole different skill set. <laughs> yeah, it was really a guy in high school named Lucius Downey for me. He's from New York, from Brooklyn. And he was, like, my inspiration with it. Like, to 
this guy, I'll never forget, we went in McDonald's and um, I was I was doing the beatboxing because that's what I used to do mostly in high school. Like okay. I used to beatboxing. So I'm like beatboxing to um, so I'm doing that, just going, doing that right there. This dude raps the whole McDonald's menu. Like he's just, yeah, he just freestyles about what he wants off the menu and he's just picking stuff off the menu. They sitting there looking at us and this was like 99, 98, 98, 97, because 99, I was out of high school. Were they at least impressed or they were looking at y'all like you're crazy? They were probably impatient because it was time to go. (laughs) (laughs) Probably people behind us, but yeah, we was, I mean, he just literally was just rapping the menu. It was crazy. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like I said, that that just takes a skill set that I listen, you gotta know your weaknesses and your strengths, and that I don't have that skill set. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so now, so although you have always, you know, in some way been involved in music, like you said, back to just being involved in church choir uh, or just school chorus, et cetera, you know, how long have you actually been making your own music? And, you know, and based on that, when would you say that you officially? got into the music industry okay so there's that's definitely two different things officially as far as like well making my own music really yeah, official, yeah start with that making your own music how long have you been doing that like I started making my own music in high school um okay. I did like I said I did the uh music with my boy in the group I did a uh I created a beat for our senior song um like I did the beat I was singing on it and rapping, and that was crazy because nobody really knew I rapped until this song. But um, so it was like a senior song we did with my group Harmony and a, and a couple of guys that were known for rapping. Okay. And so um, we did that song. And I recorded that beat, did all that. Then in high, in college, I actually actually my senior exit project project for high school was also a demo tape. So I wrote like I wrote a song, recorded all the parts, mixed the audio. Um, and presented it to my class for my senior exit project. Oh, cool. um, then I, I like created a demo in my freshman year of college. I was supposed to go to a couple kind of well-known people, but I had I had other things on my mind. So I just didn't even send the demo, even though people was like spazzing out over my demo. Like, why are you in college? You need to be doing music. But um, <laughs> so then I strayed from music for a long time. I ended up in the military. Right. And it was in the military where I met a dude. He was from Mobile, but he was stationed in Mississippi with me. Um, He was in the Marines. I was in the Navy uh, construction battalion, though. And he heard me singing Al Green one day um, in the courtyard. Well, not a courtyard. It's a place called Stingers. And it was like outside on a picnic bench. I'm out there singing Al Green, cutting up. And he just heard me and he was like, yo, you got skills. I need somebody to sing some hooks on my music and blah, blah, blah. So started with him and, you know, got the recording. We would go back and forth to Detroit, um, back and forth to Mobile to record and, you know, perform. Excuse me. Um, got out the military, was off and on. I've, I've been off and on with music. But um, as far as officially getting into the industry, my first commercial release was last year, um, 2021. I was put out my own EP and I also was um, featured in a guy named Equip. He had a song called Leaving, um, a song about relationships and I rapped on it. I was featured on his 
song and then i also co-produced the drums on that track too so and actually his that song was a remake of a song that i had already done that he loved so much that he wanted to redo it so i kind of felt honored because he even plays a little clip of that song um at the beginning of his version okay. and then yeah okay so awesome so well let, let's go to so the title of this episode again is of course finding your voice in the music industry and that's really the main question too that i want to ask how does one go about finding their voice in the music industry because as we both know and as i'm sure you know anyone listening knows so many artists sound the exact same it's like they don't have any originality right how yeah. does one kind of just go about that and, and really stick to that because i think a lot of times too People kind of give into what sells yeah. versus being themselves and who they are. So, so how do you really just go about finding your voice and sticking to it? Hmm. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you even asked that question because I think that's a question that's not asked enough in the music industry, and which is why we have so many copycats and you know um, clones. Yeah, but clones, exactly, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Um, but I would say the best way to do that is to know your message in your audience. And who you're trying to reach and know your reason for right. why you're doing it um most people are doing it for money so they do whatever sells and that's why they'll, they'll it doesn't matter what they do me that's not the case um i feel responsible you know for being for using my gift responsibly you know what i'm saying um so i i feel like if you if you check out my music it's a message to it like if you go on my page and listen to you know my offerings it's definitely a message to what I'm saying. It's not just, oh, he's just rapping about whatever. You know, I did, I did a, originally, I first did like a gospel EP where I took one verse and I just rapped and sang and, you know, created beats for it. Then I did a song for my cousin called Remedy. Excuse me. That was actually kind of like the soundtrack for her um, short film called Generations, which was about domestic abuse. So that song was about, the first verse was about basically based on the movie where I talked about a, a little girl that was in a abusive relationship with her mom. Her mom was very abusive. And so she just like, didn't want to be like her mom when she grew up. And then the second verse just talks about how we abuse ourselves in relationships, um, how we settle um, because we don't take the time to love ourselves. So, or to heal from wounds. So we just end up, you know, putting what we think is love on top of those wounds and it fails every time. Right, so, right. There's that. And then I had a song called Build, you know, Let's Build. It's about just building generational wealth for the family or for the future. You know, um, got a song called Funeral Fulfillings, you know, and that's just talking about how women, a lot of some abusive and toxic women, they keep men silent with their with how to, you know, minimize their feelings, um, try to effeminize them for. I don't even think that's the word, but um, <laughs> make them less than a man, you know, for expressing their feelings when they do, you know, and I just said, you know, time out for caring about what, you know, anybody has to say about that funeral for those feelings, you know, we're speaking out, you know, um, then I had an EP called All Good, where I was just chronicling a, a depressing time of my life. Okay. Um, but at the end, of course, like I said, the EP is called All Good, so you know, that's, that's the, the end message is, you know, I've been through a lot, but it's all good. So nice. I like that. Yeah. And like I said, I think just your originality in general, I mean, 
I think that's what drew me to you when I first saw you because I mean there's millions of people on TikTok, right? <laughs> and right. People are putting out all kinds of stuff, whether it's their music or their creativity, their business, whatever it is. And there's a lot of people that are on there rapping and making music, but I'll listen to it and I'm like, you sound like everybody <laughs> right. that I've heard. So then when I came across your page, I was like, now this here is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like this. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to feel like a talker though, but I did watch all the videos and I was like, I like that. But I yeah, I appreciate so, it. Your originality is definitely there. So, so have you ever performed? And you may have already spoken about this, but just in case, um, have you ever performed for the public? Any of your your music, um, or going to any like open mic nights in your city, or not and, enough? And also, and it's a two part <laughs> question, really. Okay. So have you performed anywhere? And then, how do you promote your music? Okay. Well, the answer to both of those is not enough. Uh, <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, <laughs> my bad. Um, I, but I do, I actually just performed at a um, an award show last Saturday. Um, it was called the Urban Onyx, Music, uh, Urban Onyx Media Awards show. Um, it is a North Carolina-based, Black-owned uh, online radio uh, show and media um, outlet they have podcasts uh they own but here's the thing they only play independent arts she oh, only nice. plays yeah she only her name is uh lovely austin she lovely only plays mm-hmm, in this l-o-v-e-l-e-e one word um so she only plays black independent artists period nice. And she will tell you it's unapologetic unapologetic because she wants to create a space for us because there's not spaces for us um, so that's what she's doing. Um, and her, and it was her first time doing this award show and it was amazing. So I, I look forward to the rest of them. So I performed there. I performed at the premiere of my cousin's movie. And then they did an encore, um, cause so many people wanted her to do it again. So I performed at the encore. Um, there was a black culture jam in downtown Greensboro a few months ago. I performed at that. Um, I turned down another performance this summer uh, because of what I was going through uh, while I was, uh, I, I just had a lot I was dealing with mentally during the summer. So I just wasn't up on that, but I am um, working on other performances and I actually have another artist that I'm finishing up her EP. So um, working on some stuff to do because I'm going to perform with her Um um like i said I, I don't do it enough but i am getting ready i am in the process too of because i want to cultivate my audience i don't just um i don't want to just have like these are my songs and i hope they hit you see what i'm saying right, like i right. want to be able to be like okay if i want to go to the more urban scene then i got this set if i want to go to the mature crowd then i got this set so that's kind of what i'm working towards before i start really putting myself out there um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I but I do plan on it. Um, right now, TikTok and Instagram are my main sources of uh, promotion. I don't work it like I should, but when I do work it, I do see results. So as I continue to build my platform and build my catalog, then I'll just you know create the content and just keep recycling and putting you know advertisements and all that stuff out there to promote it. You know. Um, and then on, on top of, you know, performing more. So it's, it's getting there. It's just a matter of, like I said, I'm because I've seen how people do things, I'm kind of 
trying to craft my own, excuse me, path. I'm burping a lot because I'm drinking tea and it's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's <laughs> all right. I no, no, I understand about creating your own path. Listen, we're both Scorpios. I get it. We could be rebels at times. Everybody <laughs> else going right, we going left. We're like, that's cool. Y'all can do that, but you know, we want to figure it out over here. And and yeah. and I I know you'll get it. It's like you know, with advertising and just putting yourself out there. I mean, I know that you'll do that more and more because I feel personally that people just really need to hear you. Well, they I appreciate really it. To hear you. Your style and your voice really just needs to be put out there for the masses to hear, because. I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say I'm tired of hearing the same type of stuff all the time. It's <laughs> That's like, true. It's like this whole BBL thing, like every woman looking the same. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, at some point, it's like, can we get some originality, something different? <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, and, and this isn't a slight to anybody. Listen, if that's what you let me give my disclaimer, if that's what you choose to do, you have every right to do what you want with your body or whatever you want to do. But the point is, a lot of it starts to look the same. Right. <laughs> so know? we tired. So what you're saying is we tired of the BBL music. We need some flat booty music. <laughs> <laughs> we just need some original something. Like, come on. It's like then everybody starts to look the same. Right. And you're you're just looking like okay. I mean, you know, do what you want, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so well, speaking of like advertising and, and and promoting, what keeps you motivated in this industry, really? Because like I know with me, you know, e even though I'm, I'm a lawyer by day, I'm really looking to transition out of that and getting more into creatively, you know, working on the blog and podcast, and it. It can get discouraging at times when I'm thinking like, well, how do I promote it and get it out there and get more traction? You know, so what keeps you motivated in the music industry, you know, to continue building your um, your audience and your, I guess your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your credibility, there we go. Your credibility um, as an artist, as a producer, et cetera. Um, well, it's a combination of things. One, I know I got the gift. So I can't, I can't neglect it um, to whom much is given, much is required. So maybe it's taken so much for me to be heard because my much is going to bring much at some point. And so I just got to be ready. Um, but also like people, other people like you, I mean, stuff like that, like you being like, I didn't know who you were. And then I just saw one day, so you were like, oh my God, all my stuff. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> I just freaked <laughs> up. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's stuff like that. Like, you never know. Like, I might have, I don't even know what, but it could have been a, mo a low moment where I was like, man, I don't feel like doing something. And then, you know, I don't feel like making music no more. I'm not feeling this. And then somebody pops up like, oh my God, you're this, that. I love that. Boom. You know, or somebody will just be like, man, I heard your song and it really touched me here. You know, it made me you know, really think about this and that. And it's just like, you never know. That's true. You know, and so um, because you never know, you should never quit. So that's just the way I see it. Um, and Because every time I've even thought about quitting, somebody out the blue is like, man, you better be still, I hope you're still doing that music, man, because you got something and da-da-da-da-da. So there, my my day is coming, you know. The Bible Absolutely. Says, you know, Bible says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. So I just believe that at some point, the, somebody, the right person is going to be like, hey, wait a minute. This right here is something else. I want to work with this guy. I want to do this. I need that from this guy and this guy alone. And so my, my day is coming. I just got to keep going, you know? Absolutely. I mean, all it takes is that one person that can then 
take it to the next person that can then make something happen. Exactly. You never know. I actually wrote a blog article about that not too long ago about you never know how your words or whatever can encourage somebody. And some, you never know who's listening. Right. And who, because this is when you think like, oh man, this is not working. I don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, it pushes you to keep going. And I remember in August, I attended um, a conference called Invest Fest in Atlanta. Uh, and Tyler Perry was there. And one thing that he said, and it's so true, he said, as much as you might want to give up sometimes, if that vision keeps coming back to you, it was right. placed on your heart for a reason. Right. Even though you might have some obstacles and, you know, get discouraged and be like, you know what, man, forget all this. But then you don't. You'll have your moment, drink some yep. wine, and then you're good. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So, no, no, I, I definitely get that. Um, so, now that kind of leads into the next question that I had. So, as unfortunate as it is, you know, oftentimes support doesn't always come from our family and friends, but it often comes from strangers, <laughs> you know, who right. may or may not um, at some point become family or friends. Um, but it's, I, I, it seems sometimes like that support doesn't always come from family or friends, meaning they don't always support you, not even monetarily, but just for free. And I'm just, right. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, what? I did a post called clout chasing and it says about how, you know, it, it costs you nothing to like, share, comment on a post that someone makes about a new song they did. An right. article they wrote, a business they started, like it costs you nothing. But then when you are mega successful, which you will be, which I will be, here right. they come wanting to celebrate on your yacht party, right? Right. Like, hey, I knew you could do it, did you? Right. <laughs> really? Right. Really? Well, that's funny because you never once even gave a slightest word of encouragement. Like, yeah, I heard what you just did. Oh, that was that was good. I liked it. So have you right. found that as you you know, continue to make your presence known in this industry, you know, posting on social media, pushing your music, et cetera, that there are people helping you along the way or promoting it in some way, maybe outside of, I guess, people from just social media, but just your family and friends in general, have you found that they are helping you to promote and push your music out there? I mean, you, you for example, um, the how I got into the whole Onyx Urban Media Award show, <clears throat> that was all somebody I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was a guy that I am affiliated with. Like this lady had a post or something and he just tagged my name in the post. And I was like, oh, thanks, bro. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't think nothing of it. This woman saw my name in the post, went and clicked on my website, heard all my music and spazzed out. Like came into my, hit my DM up like, oh my God, I'm a fan. <laughs> I've listened nice. to everything. She went and bought my entire catalog. Wow. She bought everything I got and uploaded it to her um, radio station. So, wow. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems to always be the stranger. I, I would say probably the most encouraging thing I've had from family was last year when I went home for um, a cookout, like a family cookout. You know, we just kicked sitting around kicking it. Next thing I know, I hear my music come across the speaker. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, y'all listening, you know. Okay. Um, and I think a I know a couple of my family members have actually bought some of my music too. Um, so I mean, oh, that's cool. Um, but for the you, you still don't get it like you think you should get it. Like, you know what I mean? Because when you, especially like when you watch documentaries, you know they go back and they get the family members and they talk. Oh, I always knew. Da, 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 da. Yeah, listen. But that person's <laughs> that person's story is always like they were 
not supported. It was always just them. And it's been like that for me. Like it's been, I've been on my own since like 98 and with minimal support from anybody at any given time. So for anybody to kind of jump on my bandwagon when I'm successful, to be like, always knew I'm going to have to stop them. Like, let me see where you were in that story. Like, if you're not like the dude, my boy Gordon, who who got me, the military guy I told you about that um, started, right. you know, doing music with him or, you know, anybody that recorded with me along the way and, you know, hyped me up or whatever, or, you know, put me on the show. If it's not that, like, I'm a, I might call you like for lying. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I, don't, I don't, if you talk about moral support, that ain't supporting me. Like, oh, you could do it. Thank you. Um, I know I can because I have the gift. Like, but right, it's like, thank you, but but you never shared, like, yo, this is my cousin. <laughs> yeah, like, you never see, like, this is my cousin, my cousin off the chain. You know, you know, he, y'all need to check this out. You know, like, never, exactly. never really, never really getting that. So, you know, it's always no, other I, I people you don't know. <laughs> like, it's like that movie, um, and I talked about this too, I think, in that, in that article, um, Meet the Browns. That the movie with uh, where Lance Gross was his character, he made it to the NBA. Angela Bassett played his mother. Yeah. And when he made it to the NBA, his dad didn't want anything to do with him. Like he didn't. He just horrible father, deadbeat father. As soon as Lance Gross's character makes it to the NBA, here he comes. That's my boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's Terrible. like, man, if you don't go back over there somewhere, that's your boy. No, he he's been your boy, but okay, whatever. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely terrible. But. Yeah. <laughs> It you, you know it is what it is, but uh so listen so I understand that you also have a merchandise line uh, that includes several designs so uh, tell us a little more about those and where we can find them. Okay, well I just um have a slight little knack for graphic design, not like super talented in it, but I you know I come up with a little something some positive thinking um, and, and and statements. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you are talented in it. i am talented there, just, there you go you know, positivity over here man all right you're right i don't have the <laughs> training and experience but i do have the neck um so i just decided to do a few designs and started with one that i had called we are the elephant and okay. it's like a um it's like a the map of africa um the upside down united states the, the upside down african-american flag Okay. So it's like the uh, the regular American flag, but it's upside down and in red, green, and black. Um, and then there is a transparent of an it's like a tribal elephant design that I actually just sketched a few years ago, oh, and cool. I was like, oh, this kind of looks like an elephant head, and I didn't have any context for um, using it. I just was like, this might be cool, so I just like scanned it and saved it in my computer. And then last year I was working on this song called uh, Bathe in Excellence. And I actually need to release that. I'm sleeping on that. <laughs> but I had a line in there just basically talking about, you know, Black people are the, we are the elephant. Um, I said, uh, strong, Black, intelligent, beautiful, raw, and elegant. And every time we step in the room, we are the elephant. Anyone okay. debating the facts, you are irrelevant. And it's, and it's true. Like, you, we are the That's elephant. Like that. You know what I mean? Like, we, we're the elephant. When we step right. in the room, you know, when those those conversations that need to be had that people don't want to have, you know, like when you talk start talking that reparations, which really is something that needs to be done because America really made a promise that they would set our families up to be able to thrive in America and didn't. Yeah, they and, made an empty. Right. 
but it's a, <laughs> but it was a promise nonetheless right. that they, that they verbalized that they would do for us, and then instead they put they put us back in slavery through the criminal justice system immediately. Right. So you know um, those type of conversations that people don't want to have. Um, the whole uh, a lot of people you know the whole Hebrew Israelites now. There's a lot of um, geolog geographical and archaeological evidence that shows that um you know we might be the hebrews we might be who they call the jews per se you know i'm not gonna get into all that but that's another one of those conversations that's like people don't want to have but i got textbooks that say otherwise you know um so stuff like that i mean you know the the criminal justice system now conversations about our people so that's that's what i think that was the first design really that got it going and then i put like i got my my podcast uh logo on a shirt which i need to get back to my own podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's called camcast radio Camcast um, radio okay yeah and originally the concept was i speak on a topic um i give some you know context to it all and then i write a song for the episode um oh, cool. yeah so that was the first concept in the second and third seasons i was just like interviewing people um but when I get ready to do season four, I'm going to get back to the original, but I'm going to combine it with the interviews and the, the I'm, you know, just trying to still bring in my podcast together because um, I was new to it, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, right. So there's that. And then I did like a design for the women called Not Your Average Girl, where there's like the, the little bathroom woman. It's like it's like 12 of those. And then it's like one little emblem of the of a little girl. But she's like colorful and, gotcha. <laughs> you know, so, so, she's, so she yeah, stands so, out. Yeah, so she stands out and it says, not your average girl. Nice. I have a Nubian queen design for my sisters. Um, <laughs> and then I just put, actually, crazy, I just put out one today. Um, it says, uh, this is me. And it and then it points to a bomb. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, recently got in a relationship and, uh, my um girl is always saying you're the bomb. I said I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt because said <laughs> I said I'm put a shirt. And it just says this is me and it's gonna be a bomb on there. So I finally went on and put that out. But okay. um, so yeah, I'm working on some more designs. But you can go actually to my website, um, clusound.com, and backslash. No, actually, you can't hit backslash. It's uh you just go to shop the top the shop tab, um. And it will take you straight to my designs. Okay, awesome. So imagine yourself like five years from now. Creatively, what are you doing and what have you accomplished? Um, that's a good question. I just I'm I'm kind of more focusing on, I'm still gonna be putting out music. Probably gonna be more focused on um <clears throat> producing for others. But I also have an idea for a program um, for teaching. I don't want to say underprivileged because I don't want to just limit it. I don't want to limit my um, instruction uh, purview. But um, I just want to offer a school, well, not a school, an after school program where kids can come and learn, you know, music production and actually produce something. And then do like a performance. So it's I got a whole plan for how I got my blueprints and everything. Um, nice, like a creative arts type of uh, school. Yeah, 
Okay. And and my cousin is ironic. She's the one that did the movie. Um, she wants to do the same thing for like acting and stuff. So it might be something we partner on. Oh, that would be um, dope. But the yeah, the plan is to have that up and running within the next few years. Um, right now, I'm in the phase of looking for uh, minority and military uh, business grants, small business grants. So gotcha. that's that's my first step. Um, seeing that I kind of already have the business plan. Right. Um, so it's just a matter of that and then figuring out some people because I know a lot there's a lot of musicians in North Carolina, especially in this Greensboro High Point area. So just finding some people willing to be instructors and stuff like that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I definitely like that. So listen, before we before we uh, start to wrap up, just let everyone know again where they can uh, find your music. So again, just give your website and uh, your social media where they can okay. follow you. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So you can find me on all uh, as far as my music um, under C Lou C space L E W. Um, you don't have to put the period actually because that's the way I did it. I left the period out. Um, let's see, C Lou Sound dot com backslash music. That's where you can. Um, check out all of my music my entire catalog is there for sale um i actually also just put out a a free mixtape on there um it's it's from 2014 it's a throwback so you kind of hear my progress but um yeah er everything related to me you can go to cloosound.com and 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 it will put you in touch with anything i have a contact tab where if you want to book me you can click that and send your information and you know uh book me for anything um that's pretty much it tiktok like you said tiktok and instagram both are c l e w sound so c lu sound um yeah but it's all together so c lu sound and that's tiktok and instagram and i follow back i ain't one of those you know trying to have Trying to be too big for your britches, yeah. like a lot yeah. of the TikTokers, like, oh, I can't follow you back. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I don't they're, do that. They're funny on there sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I follow okay, back. Perfect. Yeah, they're TikTok, I think, is it, it I, I don't even know. It, it's its own entity sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. It is. But, but all right, guys. Well, there you have it. So be sure to uh, connect with Cameron, be sure to connect with him on his social media. Uh, and also uh, visit his website. Now, all of his information will be posted on my website, uh, existence.com on the podcast episodes tab. So Cameron, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so thank much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for having me. I was I was humbled and flattered to be even considered. Oh, no problem. Now, listen, don't forget about me when you win your Grammy. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't be like the tiktokers that get like you know five hundred thousand followers and then they forget about everybody no i'm <laughs> gonna remember to get that all right I'm, all right <laughs> i'm Definitely. gonna call you out on it too like um hello i'm gonna be like you're actually the first person to ever interview me on a podcast i think oh awesome i think if not if i'm lying i'm sorry but i think so <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the first then okay i'll take that if not okay. the first one of the first okay <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, listen, no, like I told you, like I said, I think your flow is dope. Your music is dope. And I just know that without a doubt, you're going to be huge. And uh, right. so, yeah, I just want to encourage you to keep going. And like I said, when that Grammy comes and all that other stuff, just don't forget about me. Just saying. I got you. <laughs> got you, homie. All right, guys. So thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of this Realm of Existence podcast.
And until next time, remember that you are a magical being who can achieve whatever it is that you set out to achieve to go live your best life in this realm of existence. And as always, I wish you peace, love, joy, and prosperity. Bye, guys.